When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a lot of injuries this week among running backs this week, so we have a lot of question marks. But we'll be talking about a lot of guys like Khalil Herbert, Jamal Williams, guys like that, what we're going to be doing with them this week. So lock it in, strap it down, let's ride. Welcome back in. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's jump into our top 12 running backs for week four. It starts off with Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, and Dalvin Cook. So really quickly, before we jump over to our running back twos, I did want to hit on somebody that I have as an RB1 this week, and that is none other than James Robinson, who, honestly, that man is not getting nearly enough respect that he deserves. He is the RB2 in PPR formats right now, and he has been... An RB1 every single week. He has scored, uh, he, he has put up top 10 numbers every single week of the season. But yet, fantasy analysts aren't ranking him the right way, as he should be. He is clearly the lead back in this backfield. He's handling 61% of the opportunities. You know, and I was, and I was a guy who was really on Travis Etienne. But that was with a lot of uncertainty with James Robinson, not really knowing what to expect from him because of his coming off his Achilles injury. But he had looked fantastic so far to start the season. And I didn't know, you know, even if he was going to be ready, but that, those things have all been put away. James Robinson has every single year of his career just silenced all the doubters every year. And he's doing it again this year. So far through three weeks, DRB or the RB2 in PPR format right now. And so far to start the year, he's averaging 17 carries per game. Like I said, handling 61% of the opportunities. He's not getting a large target share in this offense, only 6.6% of the targets, but he does, he is handling 11 red zone touches and two goal line carries, which is top three among all running backs right now, 230 rushing yards, which is top 10 in the league, 33 receptions or 33 receiving yards and four touchdowns. So 18.8 PPR points per game right now for James Robinson. So, and I, I don't think anything's going to change here. I don't think all of a sudden, the Jaguars are just going to go away from James Robinson. He looks like he is the guy in this bat- for, for this team right now. So love James Robinson. Just a little little teaser. I'll be talking about the second part of that backfield coming up later in the show. Let's move on to our RB2s for Week 4, kicking off with Javante Williams at 13, followed by Jamal Williams, James Robinson, Khalil Herbert, CPAT, Damian Pierce, James Conner, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Ezekiel Elliott, A.J. Dillon and Jeff Wilson at RB24. Uh, I have a couple of guys I want to talk about here. We have him ranked as uh, consensus as an RB1. I have him on like that RB1, RB2 fringe, and that's Alvin Kamara. Uh, he has obviously been absolute doo-doo dookie butter to start the year, giving us PPR finishes of RB46 and RB40 in the two weeks that he's played. But... I think we get the bounce back performance in week four against a Vikings team that has given up the fourth most PPR points per game to running backs. And they're second to last in rush DVOA. Although Kamara has been disappointing, some of the underlying metrics that we like to see are there for him. 
Among running backs, he is seventh in snap share, seventh in opportunity share, seventh in target share, and 11th in routes run. He had seven targets last week, only caught two of them. Uh, I think that bounce back performance is coming this week. And the other guy to talk about here is someone that, you know, you were all about last year, Kev, Rashad Penny. He gets a tasty matchup against a Detroit Lions team who have given up the most PPR points per game to opposing backs. They're 24th in rush DVOA, defensive adjusted line yards, and stuff rank. And then on top of that, they also rank 28th in second level yards, meaning they let up uh, big chunk plays to running backs. And we know that's where Penny really made his hay last year, ripping off some of those long runs and putting up a bunch of yards. So I do like Rashad Payne to give us a solid RB2 performance this week, even with you know Kenneth Walker mixing in. Obviously, we're getting the, the passing work to DJ Dallas, but I'm not really worried about that in this matchup. Kev, who do you like among these RB2s for week four? Yeah, I'm going to talk about Khalil Herbert, who is a guy that's uh, all offseason. I kept telling people, you need to have on your team. You need to have on your team. Because one, I always thought that he had standalone value anyways. I didn't think he was just a handcuff, a pure handcuff to David Montgomery. We knew that David Montgomery wasn't going to handle as much of the opportunities uh, that, that he had in years past. And that's kind of what we've seen a little bit. He did have the one week where he did handle a lot more of the opportunities. But now David Montgomery is nursing an injury. We don't know if he's going to play this week. And so right now, I am operating under the assumption that he's not going to play. And I think that makes Khalil Herbert. He's a borderline RB1 this week in this matchup against the Giants. The Giants are very bad against the run. We just saw the Cowboys gashed him for 170 yards last night. And so really, Khalil Herbert, I think, makes for a really good play. Uh, right now, I mean, we know he is super explosive right now. And on the season, he's only handled 43% of the opportunities. We saw in the second half last week in the game they played, he handled 92% of the opportunities in the second half once David Montgomery went down. And I think he's really going to be the man in this backfield. Uh, he has eight red zone touches, four goal line carries. He has 240 rushing yards and three touchdowns. And he also is averaging 15.8 PPR points, which is ninth most among all running backs. Now, of course, so a lot of that's because of the 30 fantasy points he dropped last week, but also week one, he scored double-digit fantasy points as well. So. Yeah, with that being said, he's also ninth in yards created per touch and 13th in evaded tackles. And this is a very good matchup. Like I said, against the Giants, they allow the fifth most PPR points to the position. So really like Khalil Herbert this week. And then we're just going to keep the train going. We're going to keep it going with Damian Pierce. Uh, I feel like I'm, a, once again, ahead of consensus on Damian Pierce. I think he's a top 15 running back again this week. And we saw it last week. Now he has really started to take over this backfield which is exactly what I said at the beginning of the year, that we're not worried about Rex fucking Burkhead, uh, even though, you know, we had the one week where he, you know, he had more opportunities. But since then, this has been Damian Pierce's backfield, handling 60% of the opportunities, 15 carries per game. He's not seeing a ton of targets, but I think that will come over time with 1.3 targets per game. But he has 11 red zone touches, two goal line carries, 182 rushing yards, 35 receiving yards, and one touchdown. And, and so I just think he is a very good option. I guess I get uh, this is in a great matchup against the Chargers, but the Chargers run defense, once again, is a little bit of a liability. And so I'm not all that concerned with Damian Pierce. And there's going to be some question marks with the Chargers offense. You have Justin Herbert, who is banged up, dealing with his rib cartilage injury. Austin Eckler hasn't really looked the same this year. And now they just had a massive injury to Rashawn Slater, who might be out for the entire season. And that is going to be a massive blow. This isn't a team with a ton of depth. And so I don't know. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for this offense. Not that I expect the Texans to beat the Chargers. I don't think uh, Lightning's going to strike twice. They're going to lose the two uh, not great teams, although I think the Jaguars are way better than the Texans. But I'm not expecting that. But I do think Damian Pierce is going to be the guy, and he's going to be the guy for the rest of the season. So I really like Damian Pierce again this week 
to bounce back in a big way. So let's go. All right. So that being said, Cody, why don't you hit us with a little bit of a, you know, a guy outside the top 24 that you're kind of excited about this? Yeah. Like I talked about after your James Robinson spiel, uh, I'm going to Travis Etienne as someone outside of the top 24. Uh, I really like him as an RB three flex level play this week. And that's really what he's given us all year. Uh, if, if you look at his game log, RB 37 week one, RB31 week two, and then he was RB29 last week. Etienne has uh, quietly been pretty damn good despite not getting a ton of run. He is ninth in yards per route run among running backs, 10th in yards per touch, and 7th in yards created per touch. So in a game where they are six and a half point road dogs to the Eagles, I think Etienne could see enough work here as a pass catcher to give us some RB3, you know, flex level play, like I said. If you look at last week, uh, you know, he started to get a little bit more run. I think he had 13 carries because they were ahead in that game against the Chargers. J-Rob had 17, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't think that James Robinson's going to get as many carries unless they try and play, you know, a little bit of that keep away to try and keep Hurts and that Eagles offense off the field. But ETN as an RB3 flex level play is someone that we can count on in week four. No, and I, I really agree. I, th- I think of that matchup as well. Uh, it's actually a really good matchup. Phil- Philadelphia has not been very good against the run, but they've been great against the pass. So um, lastly, the guy that I want to hit on really quickly is going to be Brees Hall. And I, I think we're starting to see a little bit of him starting to become a little bit more of the man in this backfield. Now, he hasn't had a week yet where he's had over 10 carries, but he is starting. He did see 11 targets last week, six catches for 92 yards. Again, they were trailing a lot in that game. But I think this week's going to be a little bit different in a matchup against Pittsburgh. Uh, right now, he is handling about 50% of the opportunities. He's actually scored double-digit uh, fantasy points in every single, uh, in all three weeks. So he has been a reliable running back so far this year. Somebody we drafted in probably the you know the fourth or fifth round of your fantasy drafts. Uh, he hasn't really you know had that monster performance. However, he's, he's still been useful every single week that he's played. And so I do like this matchup against Pittsburgh. It's going to be a matchup they're going to be much more involved in. And so I, I do like Brees Hall quite a bit. He's actually seventh in yards created per touch, 10th in yards per route run. So he's been fantastic so far to start the year. Uh, I, I, and like I've, I think like we keep talking about, I think he's a terrific buy low. I don't think it's going to take as much as what you would think to be able to acquire him. And I think he's only going to get better. And he's only going to take over more of his backfield as time goes on. So love Brees Hall and the limited opportunities he's had. And so I think he is definitely somebody we should be firing up at the very least as a high-end RB3, possibly even a low-end RB2. That being said, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button for future content. We will catch you on the next one. Bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.